the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's an honor. Today is Wednesday, August the 23rd, 2023, in the year of our Lord. You may not remember this, but in 1305, 1305, Scottish rebel leader Sir William Wallace was executed by the English for treason. Today in 1775, Britain's King George III proclaimed the American colonies to be in a state of, quote, open and avowed rebellion. I would say that was an understatement. The king was probably not well informed on what was going on over here, but he had an idea. It was certainly a state of open and avowed rebellion, and it became much more than that, as we all know, in 1776. Today in 1914, Japan declared war against Germany in World War I. Today in 2000, a Gulf Airbus crashed into the Persian Gulf near Bahrain, killing all 143 people aboard. Today in 2004, President George W. Bush criticized a political commercial accusing Democrat nominee John Kerry of inflating his own Vietnam War record. Bush said that broadcast attacks by outside groups had no place in the race for the White House. That was in 2004. My, how things have changed in the last 20 years. Today in 2008, Democratic presidential candidate Barack Obama introduced his choice of a running mate. His choice was Senator Joe Biden of Delaware. They announced that choice before a crowd outside the old state capitol in Springfield, Illinois, just like Abraham Lincoln. Today in 2011, a magnitude 5.8 earthquake centered near Mineral, Virginia. It was the strongest on the East Coast since 1944. It caused cracks in the Washington Monument, and it damaged the Washington National Cathedral. I could draw a parallel to that. I won't go into that. We have a lot to say today, but... The Washington Monument perhaps is being attacked today and what it stands for and the verse that's at the very peak of that monument, to God be the glory or glory to God, that's probably being attacked more today than it was by a 5.8 earthquake. It's being cracked, it's being challenged. And interestingly enough, the Washington National Cathedral has fallen into the abyss of near apostasy with their message. It is not a biblical message anymore. Well, tonight the Republican candidates are all lined up and ready to go. They're going to debate at 9 o'clock Eastern Time, that'd be 6 on the West Coast, on Fox News Channel. Fox News Channel is going into this with some deal of... um, depression, I would imagine. They had hoped for more. They wanted Trump in the middle of it so everybody could attack Trump and they could get some big ratings. Well, Trump 
decided not to do it. As you know, he's not going to be on the stage. He said, why should I? And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in a moment. We'll come back to it. But at the same time tonight, uh, Tucker Carlson will be streaming his interview with President Trump. And President Trump will be, I, I presume, will be is laying out what he believes and his policy and what he's going to do and so on and so forth. That's going to be on on um, on X, which is formerly Twitter. I, I don't know. I mean, what do I know? But why did Elon Musk? I mean, he must be smart as a whip. He's made how many billions of dollars? Why did he name it X? I'm sure there's an explanation for it, but I don't know what it is. Anyway, he calls it X. It's formerly Twitter. So Tucker on Twitter, Tucker Trump on Twitter tonight at the same time. I'll be talking about this tomorrow. We'll go over some things that are said uh, tonight, and um, we'll talk talk a little bit more about that tomorrow, but Interestingly enough, this tonight it will run. This is going to run the the Trump uh, Tucker um, interview is going to run simultaneously directly opposite this marquee event for Fox. They've spent a lot of money on it. They were, of course, counting on big ratings. I don't think their ratings will be as high as they thought they would be without Trump. As I said, I mean, without Trump to attack and without the big presence of Trump. Somebody said if Trump was on the on the stage, he would suck all the oxygen out of the building. He probably would. I mean, whether people like him or hate him, uh, they pay attention to what he says. I mean, they follow him. He, he he just is a unique person, to say the least. And he did a lot of good for for America when he was in the presidency. And so millions and millions and millions of people want to see him reelected. Millions of people believe that the last election was indeed fiddled with. They don't believe it was straight up honest. For Trump, the interview allows him a chance to kind of steal the spotlight away from lower polling rivals. They'll they'll probably attack him. I'm pretty sure Mike Pence will, and I I know Chris Christie will, because that's his plan. I mean, that's what he plans to do. He said that. That's why he's running for president, so he can attack Trump, uh, was what he said when he entered the race. I don't think he thinks he can win, although he may. He has a very high estimation of himself. But this is a not-so-subtle jab at, at Fox, too, because Fox has, has really drifted off what made them you know, the, the choice of conservatives and Christians around the country. They've really pulled away from that. They fired... Tucker, and of course he was a very strong conservative voice and very sympathetic to Christianity. And there are people that are saying now that he has come into a personal relationship with the Lord. I don't know that. I mean, but I I do know there are people that are close to him that are saying that. He did say publicly recently that he he began has begun reading the Bible regularly, daily, and he said it's the most. Uh, I, I think he said the greatest experience of his life, or something to that effect. So I don't I don't know where he's coming from, but I do know he's pretty solidly conservative, and I know that Fox fired him. They fired some other people that fell into that same category. So Fox is moving away from this. They kind of want all of the the Christians and the conservatives to keep watching them, but they want to become more like the rest of the channels, is my view. And so this was, I think, probably a shock to them that 
Tucker and Trump teamed up to kind of compete with him. I wouldn't be surprised to see if maybe the Tucker-Trump thing doesn't have more viewers than the Fox thing tonight. Maybe not, but I wouldn't be surprised. So, But it is a kind of a not-so-subtle jab at Fox, and we'll see where all of that goes. We'll, as I said, we'll talk about it tomorrow. We live in a confusing world today. It's always been a little confusing, but it's, it seems like layer upon layer upon layer of confusion. I think one of the reasons is because there's so many sources of quote-unquote information, which is often misinformation. And all of these layers of, of, of noise and voices and printed materials and everything, it just it's like you're really thirsty and someone offers you a drink of water out of the end of a fire hose. I mean, it, and it drowns you, it blows your head off. I mean, that's the kind of a world we live in as far as information is concerned. There's just everything out there. And that's why it's so important. And I, I try to say it every single day because it is the most important thing of all that we talk about on this program. We've got to stay close to the Word of God. There's all kinds of, of not just the New Age movement and all of that, that's certainly out there, but nuanced, even within the church. There's the nuanced messages of the gospel, and the gospel is sort of pushed aside for self-improvement and and how to be happy and how to achieve, and, and all of this. And, and those are on their own merit, are good things. I mean, we want to be happy. We want to achieve things in our life. But when it begins to encroach and then replace the gospel of Jesus Christ, the word of God, Genesis to Revelation, the inspired, infallible, inerrant word of God, when it begins to replace that for sort of a newer version of self-enhancement, that's a problem. And there's a lot of that in the church in America today. And I would say that's a probably a great reason why we are where we are today in this country. But there is no question we are a deeply, deeply divided country. The psalmist wrote in Psalm 119, 105, Thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light unto my path. That's how we walk day to day. We walk in the truth of God's word. And then the things that we see going on around us in our culture, the things we talk about on this program, then they begin to have clarity. We understand, oh, that's why that's happening. When you violate God's word, when you rebel against God's word, when you rebel against God's creation, say, nope, I'm not a male or a female. I'm a in-between. And the current leadership in America bows on their knees and claps and applauds and said, I've got your back. I've got your back. I know that's crude, but that's the world we live in. The president of the United States says that every time he can get a coherent sentence out of his mouth, he says, I've got your back. They don't need someone to get their back. They need deliverance. They need clarity. They need the truth of God's word. They need that infused into them in love. We don't live in a world like that today. There's that part of our world that is in rebellion. Even though they may claim to be a devout Catholic or whatever, they're in rebellion to Almighty God. So the word has got to be 
made the lamp unto our feet and the light unto our path. Proverbs 6 expands on that. Verses 22 and 23, When thou goest, it shall lead thee. When thou sleepest, it shall keep thee. And when thou awakest, it shall talk with thee. For the commandment is a lamp, and the law is light, and reproofs of instruction are the way of life. The psalmist in 119 also said, verse 11, Thy word have I hid in my heart, that I might not sin against thee. A lot of conversation came out of Hawaii when President Biden and Jill, Dr. Jill, um, dropped in there for a little less than six hours. There was a small sandwich shop, uh, shop in on Maui, and there was this former uh, teacher there, this Kristen Goodwin is her name, and the press was there talking to her, and, and I don't think they expected her to say what she said, but they did, they did print it, they put it out. It was one of the newspapers here in the U.S. and on the mainland. And uh, anyway, she described how she felt when the president came to um, Hawaii, to Maui. And she said, there are no words in response to something like that. There's a thousand people still missing on this island. I think the number, like as of today, is like 800 or something. I don't know. But anyway, it was a thousand the other day. And she said, there's a thousand people still missing on this island, business owners who want to people to come back and who is going to come to, and who is going to come to a secluded island with people still missing. She said the community members have rallied together and have taken care of each other. It was several days before the feds came and helped. She said they shut down a road for no good reason except they didn't want people trampling over rescue and search sites. She said nobody understands this, talking about the president, Biden. She said nobody understands that unless they're here. And she said, I'm, I'm not voting for him again, talking about President Biden. She said, I'm not voting for him again. That's for sure. I'll vote for Trump. I will never vote for him again, Biden. I think there's a lot of people that are beginning to feel that way for various reasons, but we'll see. But she also blasted the president's initial response to the wildfires. And I, we talked about that yesterday. But she said the lack of connection. She said the, the lack of real emotion. She said, is Biden even there? The no comment situation, he, she said, how dare he? He could have said thoughts and prayers at least. She said, especially when it's a historical fire, the largest fire in recent American history, and, you know, no comment, quoting him again when he first was asked about it. She said, he said, no comment. Then he went back to bicycling for hours. She said, his trip to Maui just seemed like a photo op to me. I think a lot of people may feel that way. I think it's with great disappointment that the Republican National Committee will be hosting with Fox News first presidential debate tonight, heading into the 2024 presidential election, the most consequential election, in my opinion, since Abraham Lincoln. I want to talk to you a little bit about that today, but I also want just to remind all of you that this program is sponsored by those who listen to it. We don't have any, you, you will not hear any endorsements or, or advertising in or around this program. Well, around it on the radio stations we're on, but not in it. We don't have any advertisers. It's not that I don't believe in advertising. I do. I believe in capitalism very strongly. But once we begin... And there are those that have asked if they could 
sponsor this as far as advertising. Once we open the door to that, then, uh, especially on our website, then you begin to get ads that are really not consistent with your beliefs. And if I can't be true to my beliefs and the beliefs that I believe God wants me to talk about on the radio, then I wouldn't do this. So it's for that reason. It isn't that we don't believe in ads. It's just that they look at some of the Christian websites and you'll understand what I'm saying. And it would be the same on a radio program. And so we just don't do it and we're not going to. So we're solely looking to those who listen to this program to support it. And I want to say right up front, you guys who listen to this have been terrific. I just want to remind you that as things are tightening up, um, there's more resistance, especially to messages that are kind of piercing the darkness a little bit. And we talk about things that sometimes others don't talk about. We try to do so from a biblical perspective. I'm an ordained minister, a pastor, minister, evangelist, youth pastor my entire life, my entire adult life. So that's where I'm coming from. But I want to talk about, and I, I believe the Lord would have me to talk about what's happening in the culture, but do so from a pastor's point of view, from a biblical point of view. And that's what we try to do. And many of you understand that and you support us so regularly and, and some of you so strongly and all of you from your heart. And I thank you for that. If you listen to this program and maybe you haven't supported it, you could or you feel maybe you should, let me encourage you to do so because we need you to stand with us. We're heading into some real headwinds in this nation. We are deeply divided. There are two extremely different points of view. And not everyone agrees with what we're doing here, and I'll leave it at that. There is resistance. So thank you for standing with us, with your support, your financial support, and your prayers. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. You can also go to our website. It's Faith and Freedom, A-N-D, Freedom, all one word, Dot us, not dot com, dot us. There's a tab there you can contribute online, and many of you do. But if you are new and you just want to start giving, those are the options. You can mail a check, or you can go to, onto our website and contribute online. But thank you. Thank you so much. As I said, it's there's probably some disappointment in the National Republic Committee, Republican Committee. Former President Trump has decided, as we know, not to participate. So Trump, Trump is asking the question, why should I? He said, my lead is so commanding, there's no value in my participation. Chris Christie responded to that the other day. And if you see the debate tonight, you'll see that he, he's probably following up on that. But he said that... Uh, he called Trump a coward. He said, "He said he's a coward." And I thought, man, that Trump's been called a lot of names. I don't think I've ever heard Trump called a, a coward. That isn't normally what comes to mind when you think of Trump. But uh, Christie said he's a coward. He said there's no other conclusion to come to. He's afraid of me, and he's afraid of defending his record. And I thought, man, he had a pretty good record. I mean, even if you're a Democrat, even some Democrats admit to that. And I'm not sure Trump's afraid of Chris Christie. 
I think Christie may be overestimating his own importance, maybe a, to a great degree. We'll see. But certainly the press is rooting for him, and they hope that he destroys Trump in whatever he says tonight, which I doubt will happen. David Brody writes for uh, CBN, the Christian Broadcasting Network, and I don't know Dave well, but he's interviewed me several times over the years uh, on news stories and one thing or another. But uh, he's a good writer, and he's coming from a good place in my mind. He said in Trump world, he said it, it's the opposite of what you would think. He says, he says his record speaks for himself, as do the numbers. But not only is the former president leading this race, but he also has better numbers than in 2020. And he said that's after being indicted four times. Brody points out that a new CBS poll shows Trump at 62% and Ron DeSantis is the closest at 16%. Ron DeSantis is lower than 16 now. This was yesterday. But it's I, I think it was 14 or 12. I'm not sure. But anyway, Trump's view, he said, remains consistent. He said, why bother? Brody says, I like to debate. I don't mind it at all, quoting Trump. And that's something Trump told Brett Baer, who at Fox News, and Brett Baer is not a fan of Trump or conservatism. But um, but when Trump told Baer, he said, when you're up 40 points, he said, why would I why would I do that? He said, why would I let Republican rivals take shots at me? Brody also notes in what he wrote yesterday, he said another reason behind Trump's absence is that Fox News is hosting it. He said the former president has complained consistently about the network's past coverage. Uh, talking about it on social media, he said, they purposely show the absolutely worst pictures of me, especially the big orange one. This is Trump talking about himself. He said, especially the big orange one with my chin pulled back. The press does that to people they don't like. I've observed that over the years. But anyway, Trump is on to him. And he knows he looks big and orange and with his chin pulled back. But anyway, the debate without Trump means that ratings are going to be, I mean, they're not going to be what they could have been, whatever they end up being. But they may be way down. But Trump isn't the only one who's kind of upset about this whole, the way this whole debate has been handled. Remember Larry Elder? He He's a, he's a good guy. He's a Christian. He's, he's a black guy, very articulate, very informed, very good politician. And the people that know him, I don't, but the people who know him say he's really a good guy. But he is also running for the president, presidential uh, in the presidential race. But he, he, I don't know if he's going to be on the stage. I don't think he's going to be on the stage tonight. And he apparently didn't think so either as lightly as yesterday. But he says he's going to sue the Republican National Committee, the RNC, to get on the debate stage in Milwaukee. So he, he still, as of yesterday, he thought he might have a chance. I don't know. He, he said, I said from the beginning that it appeared the rules of the game were rigged. He said, Elder, Elder said in an emailed press release, he said, little did we know just how rigged it is. He said, for some reason, the establishment leaders at the RNC are afraid of having my voice on the debate stage. He said, just as I had to fight successfully to be on the ballot of the California recall election, he ran and ran strong. He didn't, he wasn't, um, he didn't win. But he tried to win an election where he would have knocked out the the governor, Newsom, of California. He was running against him. And as I said, he had a very strong showing. Anyway, he says, just as I the ballot in the California recall election, he said, I will fight to be on that debate stage because I fully met all the requirements to do so. Well, 
uh, Breitbart News got a hold of this, and they said Elder's campaign contends that he has satisfied these requirements, but only after receiving uh, our completed qualification package did the RNC inform us that we are not accepting Rasmussen polls. Well, Rasmussen polls is a very good poll. I don't know why they wouldn't accept that. The RNC and Rona, I don't know what she's thinking because a lot of conservatives follow Rasmussen polls. They're just not bent toward the left like most of the other polls are. I quote them and I have confidence in them and it isn't just me. A lot of people do. But the RNC cited alleged ties between Rasmussen and former President Donald Trump, though Elder said he doesn't know anything about that, whether Trump has ever worked with them on anything or not. And um, it, he added, he, he said, well, Vivek Rams, uh, Ramswamy, uh, another candidate who, and I, I'm going to, if we have time to talk about him today or tomorrow, for sure, a little bit, he's surging. Uh, people are getting behind him and we better know what we're doing with that. I'll, if I don't get to that today, I'll, I'll mention it tomorrow. But anyway, the in the polls, the, the RNC clarified that he had met all the the qualifications, but they didn't put him on the on the list. He's not apparently going to be on the stage tonight unless something happens today to change all that. So we'll see how it plays out. Lots of questions going into the beginning of the contest to see who will be the next president of the United States. A United States that is deeply, deeply divided. How Trump's decision to skip the debates will affect his candidacy remains to be seen. Probably won't hurt anything. It might help. I don't know. But his soon-to-be-aired exclusive interview with Tucker Carlson will have a lot of eyes on it. There is no question about it. One thing is sure in my mind, I firmly believe that this will be the most consequential presidential election since Lincoln. America's teetering on the edge in so many ways. None the least is morally. We have lost our moral compass. We've lost our way and we have a president that is leading us down a path to destruction morally. He is in practice and indeed in his policies. Proverbs 29, verse 2 says, When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked beareth rule, the people mourn. There's mourning in America today. And I don't mean like, good morning, America. It's like mourning, sad. In Proverbs chapter 14, verse 34, the Bible says, Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. This verse shows an established rule or a standard composed of two alternatives. There's no middle ground. There never has been middle ground. This moderate thing has been a facade. Everybody used to call for moderation. Well, we need to be more moderate. We don't need to be more moderate. The gospel, the word of the Lord is black and white, particular in the moral issues of our nation. People trying to be moderate have been dragged over to the far left crazy side, the radical side where we think we're multiple sexes and we're multiple genders and on and on and on it goes. Our nation is becoming a reproach to the world. We need leadership. My prayer is that God may give us eyes to see and ears to hear. And I would encourage you to stand with me in that prayer for America. 
We need to pray for our nation. We need to be informed. We need to be discerning. We need to be vigilant as we hear these people roll out what they will do as a leader in this nation. Thanks for being with me today. We'll continue this conversation right here tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.